Welcome to Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I'm your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. It's Thursday, good grief, January 21st, 2021. <laughs> Almost slipped. <laughs> 2021, yes, we're in the, uh, uh, who knows what we're in. <laughs> we're just going to see what happens. We'll just plug along and do it one day at a time. But anyway, this program is meant to present nutritional information only and is in no way meant to replace the advice of a competent medical professional, assuming you can find one. I'm not a doctor, and that's a good thing. In my opinion, the doctors most people go to see when they have a health issue, MDs, are wrapped around the axle of their training. Unfortunately, their training is in drugs and surgery, and it doesn't equip them to treat the over 900 chronic health issues that are proven to be a result of a nutritional deficiency. I'm simply someone who's been studying under the tutelage of one of, if not the top nutritional authorities in the world, Dr. Joel Wallach. Now, I don't treat diseases. I don't even treat people. I simply advise people how to give their bodies the raw materials they need to support and maintain good health. And when the body has what it needs, it'll fix itself. The body wants to fix itself. The body knows how to fix itself. It has a God-given innate ability to do so. The only thing that's missing is the raw materials. When you put those back into the mix, Stand back and wait to be amazed because your body's going to do some really cool stuff. Now you can visit my website at yourdiyhealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R-D-I-Y, like do-it-yourself, health, H-E-A-L-T-H, yourdiyhealth.com. There's all kinds of information there. All the products we talk about are there. If you have any questions about anything, just hit the contact me button. It gives you the option of sending an email or calling and leaving a message. Either way, we'll get back with you as quick as we can, usually within a few hours. We'll do everything we can to get your questions answered and get you on the right track. Also, if you hit the radio shows tab at the top of the page, you'll see the link to our archive page set up through castbox.fm. And I've got over 460 shows up there now uh, from the last good grief. When did I start doing this? In 2015, five years ago. (laughs) But anyway, we've got all kinds of shows up there. And they're all shareable via email and social media, which we encourage you to do so your friends and family can learn about nutrition and how to restore their their lives and their health naturally uh, instead of getting on the endless uh, merry-go-round and roller coaster, I guess you could say, of uh, pharmaceutical drugs, which never do anything good, you know, with the few exceptions of uh, occasionally an antibiotic doing, you know, actually curing something. But otherwise, bad news most of the time. So anyway, check that stuff out and uh, just have fun with it. That's the best thing I can tell you. And uh, keep in mind the topics discussed and opinions mentioned on this show are those of the host and or guests and don't necessarily represent the opinions of the Truth Frequency Radio Network, its owners or sponsors, or any of the alphabet agencies out there listening in. Nothing we say in the show should be construed as an attempt to diagnose, treat, or cure any kind of a health issue. It's all here for your education and entertainment purposes only. So that as a responsible adult, you can use this show as a jumping off point to do your own research and due diligence so that you can make sure that what you're doing and what you're trying is right for you. 
Now, the number to call into the show is 833-TFR-LIVE, 833-837-5483. Again, 833-837-5483 or 833-TFR-LIVE. So, you know, we'll just uh, clean up the screen here and get some stuff out of the way, and we're ready to rock and roll. <laughs> oh, my goodness. last couple of days have been... Uh, Rather interesting, probably depressing for a lot of people. Um, and uh, the next few are going to be pretty much the same. <laughs> you know, a lot of folks were uh, hoping that something would happen that would stop Biden from being inaugurated. And, uh, well, all I can say is it had to play out that way. But there are things in the works that, from what I'm hearing, uh, have no fear Trump will be back and Obama will be, or uh, Biden will be history. Well, so will Obama, as a matter of fact. Um, it's funny, if you looked at the, uh, watch the uh, so-called inauguration yesterday, which was anything but that, uh, it was more like a made-for-TV movie. You know, the, the looks on the faces of people like Hillary and Bill Clinton and Obama and the rest, you would think that they would be overjoyous and smiling and having a good time because they're, uh, they got the White House back. You know, they're back in charge and they can start destroying the country the way they've always wanted to do. But they really didn't have that appearance to them. And uh, I also got word uh, that one uh, commentator over in the UK actually was emailed a copy of the um, inauguration ceremony at 1 a.m. UK time, which was about 7 a.m. our time. Uh, Excuse me, it's the other way around. Uh, 7 a.m. his time and 1 a.m. Uh, East Coast time. And uh, so basically, you know, what they're saying is what we saw on TV was all pre-recorded. It did not happen live. Uh, at least that's the indication that they're making. And he apparently uh, forwarded it to everybody in his group <laughs> just so they could see it ahead of time. And uh, that just goes one more way. This, this thing was not an official uh, inauguration like um, we have seen in the past. This was a fabrication, pretty much a Hollywood production kind of a thing, to um, make people think that Joe Biden was now in power, which he is not. Uh, and he will be removed here sometime very soon. Uh, hopefully the sooner the better, because... While he cannot take military action per se, some of the other things he's doing, you know, will probably slip through the cracks. And, uh, you know, then it'll have to be undone again uh, when Trump gets back in. So it's it's going to be interesting, but I am um, still I still have faith that uh, uh, Biden is going to be history very, very soon. And most of Congress is going to go down the drain with him. Uh, probably most of the lamestream media. Uh, it's going to be a, an interesting time. Uh, the next uh, couple of months, especially, there you know, it's going to take some time to drain the swamp. But it's, it's not going to happen overnight. But um, the initial moves of removing Biden, and uh, then for a short period of time, you'll have military uh, author, you know, handling the country. You know, because Trump is officially out of office as of yesterday. Uh, because uh, 
That's just the way it is under the Constitution, and they are doing everything per the Constitution. And uh, everything had to be done right and above board, and that's why things kind of played out the way they have. Let's see here. Uh, <laughs> I'm plugged in the chat room saying this country has turned into a red pill versus blue pill nation. All media, government, and judicial systems, state and local governments are you know, all divided. Exactly. And um, those that take the red pill or have already taken the red pill are just waiting to see the other shoe drop. And the folks that swallowed the blue pill are going to have a very rude awakening uh, to the tune of 24-7 um, the uh, testimony and trials of all these people, all the evidence that shows what's been going on, not only in America, but around the world, the, pedoph the pedophilia, um, the money laundering, all the crimes that have crossed, you know, not only state boundaries, but international boundaries. Uh, those things are all going to come to light. And, um, it's going to be very, very, there's going to be some cognitive dissonance going on, especially in the, you know, the butthurt basement dweller crowd uh, who just will not be able to understand it. And, of course, that's going to result in, you know, more uh, robbing, looting, burning, you know, that kind of thing. But the outcome is going to be a lot different this time because the military will be dealing with those people. And uh, one of the big things that I'm getting out of this from everybody is just prepare to stay home and hunker down. Let the military do their job, and uh, they'll clean up the streets, and then things after that will get back to semi-normal, actually better than normal, what we're used to. And uh, uh, it, it'll, you know, there's going to be a, a, a rough time, and then some smooth sailing again, hopefully. But, uh, yeah, the other thing that was interesting was uh, as soon as the alleged inauguration was over yesterday i went online and checked um well let's see i checked a handful of uh streaming services uh msn or cnbc uh nbc and cbs i think were the three that i looked at and those three had a combined total of a, just a hair over a million people viewing it and those are three relatively large um networks and then i checked the um uh, the farewell party or whatnot at Andrews Air Force Base for President Trump, and it had about 2.3 million people just on one streaming service. <laughs> so there's there's a a little bit of an indicator of what people thought of the uh, alleged uh, inauguration compared to saying uh, farewell to Trump. Uh, twice as many people on one uh, streaming service compared to uh, Biden's thing on three different major networks. And... Um, the other thing that was interesting is the number of thumbs downs, you know, dislikes on the uh, Biden deal uh, was so bad compared, you know, you know, usually you have more thumbs up than thumbs down, but not this time. You had uh, a handful, maybe a thousand or so thumbs up and 20, 30,000 thumbs down. And it got to the point where they just cleared the, the numbers and locked it so you couldn't uh, you know, put in a, a report one way or the other anymore. It was really funny. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that's going on. It's it's obvious. There's no question, you know, that um, when you've got to put fencing around the Capitol building and have all kinds of thousands and thousands of troops there uh, allegedly to protect them, which is not what they're there for, by the way. Um, 
the whole thing has been turned into a uh, a prison camp on the inside. You know, the fencing around the Capitol building is all designed to keep people in, not to keep people out. And uh, you can tell by the way it's constructed, all the the, the locks, the uh, connection points are all on the outside of the fencing, which means the people on the inside can't do anything to make a hole in the fence to get out. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's basically what's going on. And uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, but uh, probably within the next couple of days, hopefully, because I don't want this to drag on any longer than necessary, they'll start making arrests on some of the main players, players and then the other ones will be swept up later. But um, at least that's what I'm hearing at this point. And uh, by March 4th, uh, which is when Trump is supposed to be re uh, sworn in, I guess you could say. I'm not sure how they're going to, whether it's an, an inauguration or whatnot, whether they're actually going to use Washington, D.C. anymore or put a capital somewhere else. I've heard all kinds of different things, but um, that would take some changes to the Constitution if that was to happen because D.C. is uh, the seated place for the seat of government according to the Constitution. So anyway, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, but when it's all said and done, we're going to have a, a decent government again, and all the uh, people that were trying to destroy it and run us down the road into the socialism are going to be history, and that's a good thing. Uh, you can't help but ask yourself if all, let's see, if you're all being red pilled given today's climate, to a point, because there's stuff that even, you know, we didn't expect. You just have to wait and see how it all plays out. My whole thing is I'm just going to sit back and watch. You know, they were you know, the big the downside was everybody was saying, get your popcorn ready like it was all going to happen like a, a movie uh, in a two hour span. And everybody was kind of surprised when it didn't unfold that way. And uh, unfortunately, you know, people said things and it, it took off. Probably a different way than it should have. But, um, you know, I'm thinking more of a. Uh, a potluck kind of a thing or a smorgasbord where you keep coming back for more. <laughs> and that's what it's going to go on and on and on. But, um, you know, I am not the least bit concerned that Biden is there. Uh, it was not a constitutional inauguration because obviously the, ele the election was extremely fraudulent. It was stolen. Therefore, anything that takes place after that is also fraudulent as well. And the military is well aware of that. And they are not going to accept Biden as their commander in chief. And they'll be the ones taking everybody down and restoring government to its rightful position. Um, that's what we're waiting on. That's what's going to take place. And we'll just have to see how it, how it unfolds. It will be interesting, to say the least. And, uh, you know, there'll be a time when every telephone or every TV and every uh, cell phone in the country, probably the world, We'll only be playing one channel. It'll just be an endless loop of what's going on. Uh, that's what I'm hearing anyway. So uh, basically that's what it's going to take because that red pill is going to be forced down some people's throats. Uh, so they will see and have to admit when it's all said and done, they will not be able to deny uh, the criminal nature of Biden, Obama, Hillary, and you know the list goes on and on and on. The one person who's going to do a little bit better than the rest is George, George Bush because he made a deal. It was his daddy that originally they, they got to and he spilled the beans. And rumor has it, and I've seen the a photograph that looks real, uh, the little 
uh, thing that was the envelopes that were passed out at uh, HW's uh, funeral uh, when they were opened. It said, uh, basically, I'm sorry, they know everything. And it was signed George Bush. And uh, Bush Jr. apparently uh, made a deal with Trump because Trump is a businessman, the art of the deal. And uh, in order to, I think, avoid execution and get life imprisonment, I think is what, it, what the deal was, he gave up a lot of information. So old W isn't as stupid as he looks. <laughs> he made a deal and uh, the rest of them are going down. And uh, that'll be interesting to see too. But uh, of course, there's going to be the people on the other side, all the blue hair, weird people with the tattoos and, and earrings in their faces and all the other junk. Uh, not saying that you know people with tattoos are crazy, but you know, anyway, these Antifa types and Black Lives Matter types and all the rest, they're going to, well, a lot of them will be arrested, but they're also going to be having to be dealt with. And speaking of being arrested, uh, Simone Gold, the uh, uh, physician slash attorney who started the uh, uh, America's Frontline Doctors, uh, has uh, she advocated for hydroxychloroquine as a remedy for coronavirus. She supposedly has been arrested in connection to the Capitol riot. And this is the first time hearing. I just saw it on uh, Natural News this morning, so I'm going to take a look here. Left-wing media is having a heyday with the news that America's frontline doctor head, Dr. Simone Gold, was arrested for having appeared at the United States Capitol on January 6th. Dr. Gold was present with her megaphone to deliver a speech about the dangers and ineffectiveness of Wuhan coronavirus vaccines, urging listeners to instead take advantage of safe, effective, and inexpensive remedies like hydroxychloroquine, which she was very right to do. Believing the Capitol to have been open to the public, she says, Dr. Gold, who runs a clinic in Los Angeles, entered the building and stayed neatly within the velvet ropes of the rotunda as she warned those around her not to call, not to fall for the China virus vaccine hoax. Because she was merely seen as, at the so-called insurrection, Dr. Gold is being treated like a domestic terrorist Two others who were with her, her 52-year-old uh, Gina Signano and 37-year-old John Strand, are also facing charges simply because of their presence at Donald Trump's Stop the Steal rally. Back in the summer, Dr. Gold appeared alongside uh, other doctors at the front, America's Frontline Doctors White Coat Summit to talk about remedies for the China flu that the, med or the medical deep state does not want people knowing about. Dr. Gold also published her own white paper on hydroxychloroquine explaining how the generic anti-malarial drug works to treat coronaviruses. You can uh, read her paper at this link, and I'll, um, I'll just put the link in the, for the whole thing in the chat room. And uh, do, 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 there we go. And I'll put it, um, it'll be in the show description as well, hopefully. Um, on the it'll be on the uh, cast box i can't do it as an active link at the tfr thing but if you go to castbox.fm it'll be in there anyway um for more trump led his followers right into the trap you know that's bs personally and this is you know my opinion versus theirs anyway like tens of thousands of others dr gold was president of washington dc 
because President Trump told him to be there in support of freedom. He promised that the event would be wild, and boy was it ever. Anyone who was uh, spotted at the Capitol on January 6th, inside or outside the building, is now being pursued for prosecution, even as Trump and his family sail off to Florida sunset unscathed. And again, this is, this is the opinion of the writer, which I don't really share. Many are demanding answers as to why Trump left his followers holding the bag that day, especially since people are losing their jobs and careers due to the spectacle. Uh, the whole thing was a false flag hoax staged by the left. We now know innocent, good-hearted people like Dr. Gold and her colleagues were not there to commit any type of violence and appeared and appear to have walked right into the Capitol uh, with CNA's, CNN's Jade Sacker and far-left activist John Sullivan, for whom Capitol Police opened up the gates and rolled out the red carpet. Yeah, they waltzed right in. He was arrested, then released. Uh, but other people who just happened to be there and mistakenly walked in the doors because they were open at that point, they're being charged. Imagine how that works. Well, trust me, when this is all said and done, these charges are all going to be dropped. You can bet that is the case, and they'll all be restored. Um, but we'll see how that plays out. This writer, based on the evidence brought forth thus far, believes Gold's claim that she had no idea there was a siege taking place. Um, she and others were seen peacefully walking through the Capitol, again staying within the bounds of the velvet ropes as part of a peaceful protest. Unlike Black Lives Matter and Antifa riots that destroyed <laughs> numerous major cities, uh, back in the summer, including Washington, D.C., Dr. Gold's protest was calm and, quite frankly, protected by the First Amendment, which is now on the chopping block under the new regime. But that's going to be fixed. Dr. Gold and her colleagues need our prayers because they are being unfairly prosecuted or persecuted as part of the wider crackdown on conservative free speech. They were clearly set up on January 6th to take the fall as part of the deep state plot to usher in Patriot 2.0, which we'll never see the light of day. And Trump, quite frankly, is, re again, I don't know who this bozo is thinking, that, you know, Trump had nothing to do with it. You know, he told him to walk up there calmly and peacefully and patriotically. He did not say anything about trespassing. And quite honestly, depending on how things were at the time that Dr. Gold arrived at the Capitol, uh, she may not have known that the Capitol was closed and off limits at that point. You know, and that's the thing for a lot of people. You know, the first ones there, which were the Antifa BLM people, are the ones that broke in. Once the doors were open and all the barricades were pushed aside, you know, unless there was someone standing there saying this place is closed, do not come in, you know, it's... It's a reasonable mistake, although as a, not only an attorney, a doctor, but also an attorney, she probably should have thought better of entering the building. You know, she should have just stayed outside the building and then things would have been a little bit different. But, you know, having entered, depending on what kind of uh, visual signs there were, um, giving the status of the building as being open to the public or closed, uh, that could very well make a difference. But we'll see how things play out. But I personally don't believe that Trump had anything to do with what happened to the Capitol. Uh, you know, people went up there. The vast majority stayed out. They saw, you know, Antifa's and Black Lives Matter people breaking in. And a lot of them stopped them. In many cases, beat them up, <laughs> which is cool. But, uh, you know, if there were a handful of uh, actual, you know, attendees to the rally, 
that mistakenly went inside and like I saw a video of it, you know, they weren't kidding. They were just walking within, you know, you know, it was a big thing was broke into the building and then stayed within the velvet ropes, you know, because they didn't break in. Someone else broke in and they just thought the place was open and went in. But whatever the case, you know, chances are when this is all said and done, these charges will be dropped and uh, things will get back on track because the vast majority of people in Congress who were jumping up and down screaming for these prosecutions are going to be locked up themselves. So, you know, you can figure close to 400 or 400 plus of the uh, of Congress are probably going to be arrested when this is all said and done. You know, ev- virtually everybody who voted to certify Biden as the on uh, whenever it was the 20. When was it? Okay, in the 6th, January 6th and 7th, um, everybody that voted to certify him committed treason because they were presented with evidence prior to that of the guy in Italy who confessed to changing the ballots through the computer system and the, and the satellites. Uh, they had that information before they cast their vote, votes, and any one of them that voted in, you know, positively for Biden was committing treason at that point and should be arrested and tried. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. But it's a shame that Dr. Gold had that situation happen. Um, you know, doesn't surprise me that she got arrested once they figured out she was there because she's, you know, she's got a big target on her back regardless because the medical establishment and everybody else wants to get rid of her because she is doing such a good job of getting the word out about hydroxychloroquine, ivermectin, and uh, she's a believer in ivermectin, but because they saw what happened when they pushed hydroxychloroquine, they didn't do the same and push ivermectin so it would not be shut down like uh, HCQ was, which was a smart move on their part, but uh, she's also recently done a, a really, really good video on uh, the dangers of the vaccines, which we'll talk about uh, a little bit when we get back from the break. Uh, music's going to be starting here any second now. Pharmaceutical drug guys just can't get enough They don't care if you live or you die Long as they get their piece of pie Mmm, my, my, my They convinced you it's the right drug for you But they didn't tell you what your liver goes through And just because some MD said jump body became a toxic dun. Nothing could be further more true. Just because some MD said jump, your body became a toxic dump. And I'll tell you what, there's a lot of people in this country and around the world who wish they had not listened to their doctor years and years and years ago when he gave them that first little piece of paper for their first prescription. For whatever it was, whether it was high blood pressure, blood sugar, whatever the case, little did they know they were going to be getting on a lifelong 
uh, roller coaster of pharmaceuticals that would never ever end and has gotten bigger and worser <laughs> as time's gone by. You know, if you talk to anybody that's on pharmaceuticals now, ask them if they're on fewer today than they were 10 years ago. Chances are not many will say that. As opposed to a friend of mine who started working with me in September 2015. And at that time, he is, was on 22 different medications, including morphine and prednisone, and uh, had had 13 heart attacks, three strokes, and died on the table at the VA twice up to that point. Had his first heart attack at 42. And uh, let's see, he was in his late 70s uh, when we started working together. And in a year's time, he got off all the medications and lost 147 pounds. That's pretty good. And was feeling better than he had in years. Unfortunately, about a month ago, he fell down with COVID and it got him. He had dodged the bullet for many, 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 many years, all kinds of things. But uh, this one was finally the, the one that the straw that broke the camel's back. But anyway, um, he had several years of uh, drug-free life, which he really enjoyed. Anyway, welcome back to the second segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health. And as I promised, I've got a video clip of uh, Dr. Simone Gold. She uh, talking about the truth of the COVID-19 vaccine. Uh, it is a, um, about a 50-minute long total video, so we're only going to see it and listen to a little bit of it. But I'll put the link for this also in the uh, replay that goes on CastBox. So uh, you'll be able to check that out. But here, I'm, and I, I didn't have a chance to cue this up properly, so I'm not sure exactly where it's going to start. But it's all good. And uh, hopefully we're going to get to some, you know, certain parts that I think I've got a cue just pretty close to it. So here we go. Untested, untried technology from a company that's completely shielded from immunity. When on the other hand, I've got a drug that's 65 years old, has been given billions of time, completely safe for all age groups. Right? <laughs> now, those are the safety concerns with this experimental biological agent. What are the concerns regarding the effectiveness. Now, what's super shocking is that there's no proof that this biological agent actually stops the transmission amongst people. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like a joke, right? This is like a joke. It's like the punchline to a joke. Let's take a vaccine, and by the way, it doesn't actually stop transmission. I mean, <laughs> I don't even know what to say to that. Like, I, I discovered that quite recently, and I, I just I couldn't believe it. And that's, by the way, that's not in dispute now that I'm telling you that. The Surgeon General gave an interview uh, 20 days ago last Two, two weeks and six days ago on a Monday to Good Morning America stating that, and it's been well documented now, it, does not, it is not known if it stops transmission. Um, I think what's going to happen, you know, it's kind of putting people into sort of an asymptomatic carrier kind of state. In other words, people are turning positive. You might have started to see some news stories now, people taking the vaccine and now they're testing positive for COVID-19. It's kind of funny, like, we don't, are they going to test positive forever? Like, what does that mean? You know, they've been selling us this bill of goods that there's this asymptomatic transmission, and that seems to be moot. But if you're going to have, you know, tens or hundreds of millions running around, just kind of positive low level, like, what does that mean? Like, why are we doing that? Another problem with doing that is I think they're going to game the numbers, right? All these people, let's say you give this vaccine to 100 million people, and now all 100 million people are quote-unquote testing positive for COVID-19. They're going to tell us that the cases have risen and, you know, we can never relax. Yeah. 
it's 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 unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, there's been no proof that this is actually reducing mortality. Certainly, from the levels of non-lethality that we're seeing, it would be hard to demonstrate that there's any real advantage. Right? The the odds of dying from this illness are already incredibly low. The third question about its effectiveness, we simply don't know, even if it was effective and not dangerous, we don't know how long it lasts. In other words, are you going to be asked to take this vaccine once in a lifetime, or are you going to be asked to take this vaccine yearly like influenza? We don't know. Those questions are not answered. So I want to also, I, I keep referencing the fact that we need to call this by its proper name. Never talk about this without the word experimental. That's critical. One of the problems that we doctors are concerned about, about this antibody-dependent enhancement potential, which we, again, I'm not saying it exists or it doesn't exist, I'm saying it hasn't been answered, is if you're gonna run around and give this vaccine to a whole bunch of healthy people, you have to be really, really sure. Taking a vaccine is very different than taking a drug for a disease. If you have a disease, you're certainly willing to take on more risk, right, to get rid of the disease. But vaccines are typically given to healthy people. Now, what's going to happen if you give this vaccine to 100 million people that are otherwise healthy, and they Sorry about that. I accidentally closed that browser window. <laughs> and when I brought it back up, it started at the very beginning. But uh, anyway, rather than digging in there any further, Exactly. Automatically. Um, let's talk about the uh, one thing that she mentioned was antibody dependent enhancement. And this is something that they're like she said, she's not positive whether it happens or not. But what what they've seen in the past when they uh, back when I think it was 02 when 2002 when they had SARS, they were trying to develop a uh, mRNA vaccine for it. But of course, there was not the hysteria that we have now. So they were still going through the standard process of animal trials prior to human trials, which they completely skipped uh, in this case with the COVID-19. And one of the problems they saw with the animal trials is the animals, they were using ferrets and the ferrets would survive the two vaccine injections. And then when they were exposed to the pathogen that was causing SARS, it killed them. <laughs> Not a good thing. They survived actually, you know, getting the vaccines, but then when they were exposed to the pathogen, boom, it knocked them dead. And that may or may not be a problem with the mRNA vaccines that they have for COVID-19 now, the Pfizer, uh, the um, Moderna. And the problem is, is they don't know. And quite honestly, they've had enough negative effects just from people getting the first dose uh, that should be enough indication that if you have ears to hear, uh, not to get the thing because it's already causing, you know, many people have died, even more have had all kinds of severe um, re, uh, reactions that's prevented them from going to work and many have needed uh, medical intervention. Um, but this antibody dependent enhancement is a real possibility. And the problem is they don't know for sure whether it is or isn't. And because of the lack of testing and that kind of thing, 
we're going to find out the hard way. And basically, the other thing that she's saying is when someone gets one of these vaccines, they may or may not know that they are signing up for a two-year monitoring program. They are the guinea pigs. And uh, the military is in, is the ones doing the monitoring. They're watching the people and tracking them and everything. So if you get this vaccine, you're going to be followed. And they're going to be watching you very closely to see if you keel over. And uh, that's one of the big problems that they're they're seeing at this point. But keep that term in mind, antibody-dependent enhan- enhancement. You know, may or may not be a problem. If it is, then we're going to start seeing, you know, people will, Oh, yeah, I got the vaccine. I got my second dose. I'm doing just fine. And then down the road, they get exposed to the pathogen and boop, they're dead. And of course, they'll find a way to blame it on anything but the vaccine, you know, because what they're now admitting is the vaccine does not stop transmission. It doesn't protect you from getting it. It's like, why are you taking it in the first place? And again, this is for something. Keep in mind that this is a you know, a dangerous vaccine being given for a disease that if you get it and you're, unless you're in the, um, you know, your upper seventies and eighties, you have multiple comorbidities, you've got a 99.95 to nine, eight percent chance of surviving it with no problem. But if you get this vaccine, there's no telling what's going to happen. So only in, in my opinion, only an absolute fool would take this vaccine. There is no reason for it, especially when, you know, there are multiple treatment modalities, both natural and pharmaceutical. And in this case, the pharmaceutical treatments are safe and effective, unlike the vaccines, which of course, that's why they had to downplay all those things like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin and those kind of things, because in order, you know, these, the other reason these vaccines haven't been made mandatory is because they only have emergency use authorization. And the only way you can get emergency use authorization for a experimental vaccine, which is what these are, is for there to be no other um, potential treatment modalities. And that's exactly why they have downplayed all these other things. Because if hydroxychloroquine worked, they would have never gotten approval for any of the vaccines. So they could not allow that information to be out. Otherwise, their great big meal ticket uh, for Gates and Fauci and all the rest would be going down the drain. So that's it's it's all a huge scam. And of course, the the face mask wearing or face diaper wearing Kool-Aid drinking, generally dumb public out there who looks at us if we do some research and, you know, realize that face masks are not good for us and so on and so forth. You know, we're the ones that look like the three-eyed monster and are ostracized from uh, the society and things like that. It's just absolute insanity, but it's a biblical end-time prophecy. You know, right is wrong, wrong is right, up is down, down is up. And, uh, you know, we're, we're actually seeing it played out before our very eyes. And that brings me to another thing, if I can find it here. Uh, the other day... I happen to be listening to the American Journal, which is one of Alex Jones's groups with, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember, what's his name? Uh, last name is Smith, uh, Harrison Smith. And uh, a lady from Michigan called in who is a um, 
uh, what's her? Well, she'll give the name of the actual environmental um, something or other. But anyway, she is, you know, she and people of her um, uh, study area, I guess you could say, or, you know, line of work, they are the ones that the doctors go to for training about PPE, the personal protective equipment, you know, what to do, how to do it, what to wear, how to wear it. And they're the ones that, you know, she's actually testifying in courts on these legal cases about face masks and things like that. And uh, really has some great information. This is about an eight minute long clip, but it's uh, really good. And I'm gonna go ahead and play it for you here now. Here we go. Kristen Megan in Michigan, uh, talking about the latest push from Biden scientists. Oh God, what is it this time, Kristen Megan? You're on the air. <laughs> Hi, well, hello, and a good afternoon from Michigan, the land of Whitler. I'm actually an old friend of the show. Most of your viewers know me as the geoengineering whistleblower for the Air Force. And uh, ever since the, I'm a scientist, I do preventive health. I am something, my field is called industrial hygiene, and I am a senior industrial hygienist now of 18 years. Um, a lot of people don't know what that is, but what we are is we are the subject matter experts when it comes to health-related PPE, meaning in a healthcare setting or industrial setting, you name it, anywhere there's a hazard that's health-related that can cause illness or death, we're there. We do health risk assessments. And what I want to get to the point is, is that I've been screaming from the rooftop and only a limited amount of media outlets have allowed me and a couple other industrial hygienists to speak out about these mask mandates. So I personally have a medical condition uh, from the military. I can't wear a mask. I wouldn't wear one anyway. But we're, this mask issue is not going away. If Biden does get in, his plan on the first day, as we know, is to in institute a 100-day mask mandate. But now what I'm seeing, last night I felt Inside Edition interviewed some of the scientists that are pro-Biden, and they are encouraging double masking and are making this outrageous and dangerous false claim that if you double mask, you're getting about as much protection as you would get from an N95, excuse me, an N95 respirator. Not only is that 100% false, it's completely dangerous and it's reckless. And I just want to make sure that all of the listeners understand, yes, the media is interviewing epidemiologists. They're interviewing public health specialists. Who they're not interviewing are the actual court-approved subject matter experts. Meaning I've sat on now, I think I just finished my 33rd expert witness declaration or lawsuits associated with masks. You know who can't show up in those court cases to speak out about it? Epidemiologists, public health specialists. Not at all disrespecting the professions that actually worked alongside them and doctors. But we are the ones that train infectious disease doctors, healthcare workers, you name it. And if you understand OSHA law, OSHA laws are written by, um, the health policies are authored and researched by industrial hygienists. And as an industrial hygienist of 18 years, I am telling all of your listeners, these masks that you are being asked to wear and now double up are absolutely not rated by the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health to protect you at all. All of the RCT and data analysis studies that have existed for over 40 years tell you they filter close to zero when you're dealing with infectious diseases, which is why, and this is what I want to close out with, prior to COVID-19, you hear now here in Michigan, you see our old governors facing charges with the Flint water crisis. People that work in an environmental health and safety profession, we can face jail time. Prior to COVID, if I ever, if I ever put an employee, a grocery worker, a healthcare worker, anybody, if I ever put an employee in a mask, a homemade mask or a mask not rated to protect against the virus, which needs NIOSH certification, I could face jail 
I would be fined, and I would lose my job and probably some of my certifications. This is not made up. This is real. This is true. And there's a handful of industrial hygienists like myself that are either retired or work for themselves that are speaking out. So please, if you go on social media, please listen to people like me and other industrial hygienists because we're trying to explain to you there's other a hierarchy of safety and controls that you can institute to protect yourself. And under the law, under OSHA, PPE is always a last resort. And folks, these masks are PPE, and they're trying to call them community protection to avoid the law. And it will never fly in court. And I'm working on a lot of court cases here in Michigan to push against this. So stay strong and take off the damn mask because they're not helping you at all. They can cause cross-contamination and self-contamination. And if they did work, I'd be the first person telling you to do it to be safe. Yeah, and we saw a lot of statements at the beginning of the coronavirus outbreak of them saying, no, you don't need to wear the mask. Mask will not help you in this situation. Even now, you know, the, the messaging on the mask is all, is all convoluted and nonsensical. Uh, but just help us understand. I mean, I've, and again, I, it's hard to know who to trust. You hear things sometimes it's like, well, the, the particle of the virus is so small. And, you know, when you get down to that microscopic level, it's like trying to stop a mosquito with a chain link fence. It's not going to stop the, the virus from actually getting through. So I guess having two masks would be like having two chain link fences to stop a mosquito. It still wouldn't help at all. Is that an accurate comparison or just help us understand the science behind why two masks makes no sense, you know, when one mask makes no sense either? Yeah. So, um, yes, that's a very, like, common sense, dumbed-down approach. It's actually pretty accurate, but it's not scientific. See, um, the National Institute of Occupational Safety and Health, when I say knife, that's what it is. So PPE, there's a difference between masks and respirators. And what has, has culturally and professionally been called nuisance masks are what people are wearing, these homemade masks who, by the way, we don't know what the material is made of, what if people make them out of T-shirts, what is this clothing sprayed with? There's more than just this mask won't protect you. It's what fabric is in your mask. Are you washing it correctly? Are you using dangerous uh, fabric softener? But to dumb it down, and I, I, actually, I actually was down in Miami recently teaching a private school about masks, and I use the analogy, and I have it on my Twitter, at Kristen Megan. If you picture a metal colander, a strainer, and you have jello or pudding, and you have sand, like I use craft sand. If you project um, with a hairdryer or whatever, and you have the sand and you have the pudding, can the pudding collect some of that sand? Absolutely. But guess what travels farther and can travel right through that mass? It's the small particulates. It's the small microns of the virons. This is why in healthcare settings, it is a law. If you watch Crazy Anatomy or you watch the good doctor, they're wearing something called a controlled air purifying respirator and a powered air purifying respirator. Acronyms are GAPR and PAPR. You need a, um, a particulate type respirator that can handle these. And the problem is they don't work because it's not just the filter ability. It's the prolonged use and not understanding the limitations, storage, and usage, and cleaning. The second you cough in an ear loop mask, do you know that you've completely compromised its ability to do anything? You have to take it off and change it. Right. So it's, it's, it's the degradation. It's the permeation rate. There's so much involved, and I don't want to get too technical. But, yes, that's why when you're dealing with a mask, Masks are never allowed to be worn to protect against a virus. You have to wear a respirator. And N95 is a respirator, and it's called 95 because it's only 95% capable of protecting this. But in a healthcare setting, and I used to work at one of the largest VA hospitals in Chicago, all the people that were thrown TB were on the respiratory protection program to wear the PAPRs, not N95. 
only people that wore N95s are people that were very short exposure, like people dropping off uh, food trays for nutritional services, people registering patients. But people that were up close and personal with infectious disease patients, we never allowed them to just wear even an N95 respirator. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, you, you're, you're, no, you're so knowledgeable, uh, knowledgeable about this. In fact, uh, we're about to end. We're about to end this segment. We're about to go to break. But don't hang up, uh, Kristen. Our producer is going to talk to you because we uh, would love to get your number so we can call you back. Any- anyway, that's that's basically the the gist of that. But as you can tell, you know, she's one. She's the the expert. You know, everybody automatically thinks, well, if somebody has MD after their name, that they're the expert in everything. They're the ones to talk, you know, to ask for questions about face masks and personal protective equipment and that kind of thing. And that's not the case. They basically get their information from people like this young lady. They're the ones who study it. They're the ones who are qualified to testify in court about it, where an MD is not. So that should tell you something. Now, I just put a um, link in the chat room to a study uh, from the CDC, uh, volume 26, number 5, May 2020, uh, Emerging Infectious Diseases. And they basically were, the, the title is Non-Pharmaceutical Measures for Pandemic Influenza in Non-Healthcare Settings, Personal Protective and Environmental Measures. And what they were looking at is things that they could do. In this case, they were talking about you know, uh, seasonal flu, but it's the same applies to the alleged COVID-19, uh, pathogen. And basically they were looking at different things, whether it's face masks or, um, respiratory etiquette is their term for it, which is, you know, covering, you know, sneezes and coughs and things like that. And then of course, uh, hand sanitizing and, uh, surface cleaning and things like that. And basically the gist of it, what they found is none of these things really do much. <laughs> Face masks don't work. And um, the thing is, is they, they started this deal about, you know, you used to cover your mouth with a, you know, with your hand when you coughed or sneezed. And the idea behind not doing that is supposedly then you would use that same hand to grab a doorknob or, or a stair railing or something like that. And you would be spreading stuff. So they now say, <clears throat> Instead, cough into your sleeve or your elbow. And, of course, now what are they wanting people to do? Don't shake hands, but bump elbows. (laughs) So they're basically creating another situation where you're covering the very area that you're using for social uh, contact and and sneezing into that and coughing into that, which, in my opinion, is stupid. You know, I have never bought into that elbow thing. Uh, I still cough into my hand. And use, I try and use my left hand because I use my right hand for other things. But also, I use PureWorks hand sanitizer, which puts a protective layer on my hands that lasts for up to five hours. <clears throat> so if I cough into my hand, that stuff is killed immediately. If I shake hands with somebody, whatever's on their hands is killed immediately. If I grab a doorknob or a, you know, a stair rail or something like that, whatever I'm touching... If there's any pathogens on it, they're killed. So that's, in my opinion, a better way to go. Um, I don't put sanitizer on my elbow or my sleeve. So if I cough into that, then I'm going to be spreading it to other people. But that works if and only if you're using the right hand sanitizer, which is PureWorks. And there's a link to it on my website. Um, used to be, Longevity used to carry PureWorks, but for some reason, 
when all this mess started, uh, PureWorks got so hit, hit so hard that they were out of stock for so long that I think Longevity just decided to drop them from the uh, lineup because I haven't seen it come back in our product line. But I have the link to directly to the company uh, that makes the stuff so you can get it directly from them. I'm, I'm a firm believer in the product. I don't know of anything else out there that even comes close to it. And it's not alcohol-based, which, you know, I will not use anything that's alcohol-based. And, um, you know, rather than me going into the spiel, just go to the website, yourdiyhealth.com, and scroll down. You'll see it. There's a couple of videos there by the guy who developed the stuff. And he explains very, very well um, the whole story and why you don't want to use alcohol-based hand sanitizers. Uh, they're not good. They they basically pro uh, they make the disease spread faster. You know, they don't work. And um, it's a sad situation. Everybody is taught by these idiot physicians like Fauci and all the rest. Oh, yeah, use this, use this, use this. They're telling you to do everything that's absolutely wrong. You go to a hospital, what do you see every 10 feet on the walls? Hand, alcohol-based hand sanitizer, mostly Purell or some other thing. Um, they make tons of money off that stuff. And then the hospitals make even more money because they, they get you in a situation where you're using this stuff and it makes you sick. Hour number two of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. I am your host, Sergeant Jim Ram, retired. You can call me Sarge. And I just want to cover one more thing here on that article I was looking at uh, from the CDC on respiratory etiquette. And this is a rather interesting um, part here. Where did it go? Um, yeah, there we are. Respiratory etiquette is often listed as a preventive measure for respiratory infections. However, there is a lack of science evidence, scientific evidence to support this measure. <laughs> Whether respiratory etiquette is an effective non-pharmaceutical intervention in preventing influenza virus transmission remains questionable and worthy of further research. So in other words, all the things they're telling people to do, and this is Fauci, this is the CDC, this is all the, <laughs> the white coat people, um, and I'm not talking about... Uh, Simone Gold and her group, but I'm just saying that generally the you know, people in white coats with the stethoscopes around their necks, uh, the pre people that put themselves on the pedestals as experts, and if you remember, an X is a has-been and a spurt is a drip under pressure, um, you know, they're the ones who, you know, lift themselves up as being the 
head gyrasticutus when it comes to determining and, uh, and pontificating about what's right and how we survive this mess and everything. But their own studies, <laughs> there is a lack of scientific evidence to support any of these things. Face masks, there is no study anywhere that shows face masks work. Um, including, and this is the thing I, I go round and round with my wife on, I brought this up uh, several months ago. I said, the indication that I'm getting from all these studies is that even in a surgical setting, face masks are pretty much worthless. And she thought I was absolutely crazy. So I've got to send her this article I came across uh, from the Health Impact News where they actually did some scientific studies. And in virtually every study, there are more uh, infections of the patient from people from surgical teams wearing face masks than in surgeries where they did not. So we may get into that today, but first I want to go to caller. Looks like Unplugged is calling in. Hey, buddy, how's it going today? Hello. Oh, you must have put the phone down. Unplugged, you there? Hello. Yeah, there you are. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Yeah, I uh, I don't know what our connection's like. I'm, I'm, yours sounds a little fuzzy, but um, hopefully hopefully we're okay. You're loud and clear to me. Well, at least clear. Not too all right. Clear. Um, all right. No, you know, earlier I, I mentioned that red pill, blue pill thing, and I'll be honest with you, you know, this, I mean, to me, this is the heart of it, too. You know, we are, uh, those of us who have taken the red pill or basically, you know, tried to do the right thing, uh, you know, not only by doing the right thing, but also listening to people like yourself or people maybe like Alex Jones or somebody like that, uh, who, uh, you know, uh, basically is trying to, you know, tell us that all is well, but, you know, I, I can't help but, but wonder, you know, I mean, I, when I say red pill, are we really, I mean, is all well or, or are we just, just doing stuff for ratings or, or what, you know? <laughs> Who knows? You know, the, the things that are going on right now, especially, you know, this is the prime time for just not having a clue what's going on. Um, you know, I've listened to Alex since 1994, you know, back when I had to listen to him on shortwave radio. And, you know, I have always given him the benefit of the doubt. But, you know, right now, the last couple of weeks, he's the Trump's five and uh, that Biden's going to be in charge. And, that the, you know, and I don't know why that could be. You know, I'm hoping that maybe in his case, because he's got such a large audience and his reach is so wide, that they wanted him to play the game of Trump not making it so more, you know, not too many people got the word out. Um, you know, that's the only thing I can say, because he's, you know, otherwise he's just flat out dead wrong. As far as I'm concerned, I think Trump's going to make a comeback and uh, all this stuff's going to be shut down. But, you know, that's. The only reason I can see for Alex not knowing this at this point, but you know who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, anymore, I listen to Alex more for the other the guest hosts and the guests things. Yeah. Him, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I listen to Alex and that, and I swear to God that the sky's falling. You know, I mean, my God, you know, it, it, it's you almost feel like saying, you know, geez, you know, get in your bunker and just hide out for five or ten years because you know. Things are that bad, you know, and, and you're going, what is going on here? 
Yeah, you know, and, and uh, so yeah, you know, it's influencing a lot of people, you know. Yeah. Uh, but then again, I mean, you know, it, it's kind of like, well, you know, what do you believe? What don't you believe? And that's what it's coming down to anymore. Is, you know, everybody's got information that they're getting from whatever source they're getting it from. Yeah. But but the question becomes, you know, it, it, is the source any good? You know, I mean, it, it's just so. It, everything is so uh, up in the air anymore. It's like you don't know what to believe. Yeah, and I'm I'm literally who's got products to sell. You know, you know, Alex has got a mate structure now. Of course, he's got his own health line that he's put together, things like that. And you know, one of the big things he's doing right now is selling. We're selling everything out super cheap because we may be off the air anytime. And of course, his loyal listeners are just buying everything up like crazy. And you know if. <laughs> If it happens, then you know, then he's sold out and it's good. If it doesn't happen, he's just going to have something else to have another emergency down the road. You know, even though I have products to sell on us, you you don't hear me hawking products constantly. At the beginning of the show, I said you can go to my website. Here's the information. Period. And quite honestly, oh yeah, I if I had to uh, rely on this show for my income, uh, I would not be on the air because <laughs> I don't make a lot. Right, you know, right. <laughs> Or two person people buy something in a month's time in the radio shows. Uh, I, you know, if I sell a single product, my idea is to get the information out to be the best I can. If I can find something that looks accurate, I want to put it out there, whether you know, regardless of whether it sells product or not, I could care less. But um, you know, that's yeah, the thing. Because you, know, you made a point. You made a point on mandatory vaccines that I thought was interesting too. Because, you know, that's something that he's never, ever, I've never heard him say anything like that, you know, uh, to where, you know, they, they can't mandate them if they're, you know, what did you say? It was experimental or something. It's an experiment. Yeah. You know, once, and that's the thing, no, you, no. you can't mandate any vaccine. But, <clears throat> you know, as far as they're concerned, if it's, if it's approved, then they, they, they can get around that and they can force people to take it, which is BS anyway. You know, try and make me take one. <laughs> Come at me with a needle, you better be wrapped in Kevlar. Oh, you know. um, oh I, I guarantee, well, they're trying to outlaw that, too, but anyway. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, well, <laughs> I already got mine, but, uh, you know, that's that's <laughs> yeah. parts just in New York, but, you know, what New York and California do sort of works its way inward, um, but, you know, anymore, not so much. Yeah, and at this point, you know, they can both, you know, cut them off, take big saws all, cut them off, and push them out into the oceans, and we'll be better off. But, you know, that's that's. Yeah. I just want to. But, but, but the, the picture, uh, Sarge, the picture that's being painted uh, by some of these talk shows, uh, you know, is is just unbelievable. You know that, you know, you could, you're trying. You know, most of us, you know, we're we're trying to make sense of this whole thing, and mm-hmm. you know, and 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 when you hear something that you think makes sense. You know, you kind of go, okay, well, yeah, you know, I'll I'll grab onto that for a bit. And then, you know, after a while you start going, well, geez, you know, I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, we we, we put that information out there, but, you know, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to say, you know, that it's actually going to happen. But, 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 but we'll, we'll take the time to post it on our website and say it will, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of stuff like that. And then you're going, what is going on here? You know, I mean, I mean, you know, you're leading people down this primrose path. And it's like, you know, at some point, you know, you're going to have to come clean with what's true and what's not. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> what 
what a lot of people are saying right now, they're all blaming Trump. And, you know, Trump did everything he could to set things in, in play. He has been working with uh, high-level military personnel for uh, before he got in office. Uh, this whole thing has been brewing since Kennedy was assassinated. It's been going for that long. And at this point, you know, whatever happens from here on, you can't blame Trump for it. He's out of office. It's now in the hands of the military. If if the thing right. is not shut down and if all the swamp is not uh, drained, it's not Trump. It's because the military failed to act because it's in their hands. They have a constitutional responsibility when they have knowledge of a uh, coup in this government, which is what the thing was, it was a, you know, a, without a question, it was a stolen election. Uh, and they have the proof that they can now, and this is what the, the top generals needed to have in order to be in a position where they knew full well that what they were doing was right, that they were not violating the Constitution, but supporting it by taking down Biden and company. Because, you know, they, they're mm -hmm uphold, protect, and defend the Constitution, just like the president. And, you know, in order for them to feel secure in taking the actions necessary, they had to have 150% positive uh, proof that what the administration that was brought in yesterday, which was not an administration, but a, you know, a usurper, uh, needed to be taken out. And at this point, it's all in their hands. You know, if they, if it, you know, if stuff goes down, it's because they did it, uh, not because Trump didn't do it, uh, that kind of thing. And that's something that people need to realize. You know, he did the best that he could with what's going on, but the, the baton has been passed to a, you know, like you know, it was a peaceful uh, progression of power, transition of power from Trump's administration to the military. And at this point, the military... <laughs> must act and do their part to take down Biden and company, make the arrests, and, and then basically they'll, they will have to conduct new elections for you know, all the congressional seats that were vacated by people that were arrested, uh, and Obama, uh, not Obama, but Biden and Harris, uh, when they're taken out, it's all going to be up to them. And of course, Trump will be in the running, and if he's reelected, then he'll be reinstalled as president or whatever they want to call him at that point, uh, supposedly in March. But that's uh, what people need to realize at this point. You know, Trump's no longer in control. Now, he might be talking to people who are, <laughs> but um, at this point, mm -hmm. on the hands of the military and do what uh, we expect them to do, and, uh, straighten things out. Otherwise, yeah, and, kind of screwed. Yeah, and, and if you... Uh, if you tie it into to all this this COVID stuff too, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you you can it paints a pretty clear picture to me. You know, I mean, it, it, you know, because you know everything's a one way conversation, right? There yeah. there there is no you know there is no uh, uh, back and forth. There's no you know uh, this guy has a point, this guy doesn't kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's basically all oh well you know it, it's it, it's our way or the highway. And, you know, to me, I mean, that's that itself is total tyranny. Yeah. And since you brought that up, I'm not, the latest book I'm reading on, um, on COVID is, let me see if the title is anywhere here on this book. Anyway, I'll get to it shortly, but I wanted to read. Uh, I'm just getting started on it. It said, this is important enough to call for a closer look. Influenza viruses pass wave-like throughout the population. The waves can be small in one year, high in another. 
case fatality rates are from 0.1 to 0.2 percent during a normal flu season, uh, which translates to several hundreds of deaths. You know, and this is this is they're talking about Germany here. In contrast, there were approximately 30,000 influenza deaths uh, related in in 1995-96, and approximately 15,000 deaths 2002-2003 and 04 and 05. The RKI, which is the Robert Koch Institute, it's like their version of the CDC estimates that the last uh, great flu epidemic of 2017-2018 claimed 25,000 lives, with 330,000 reported cases, a fatality rate would be, be uh, around 8%, which is pretty high. As in all previous years, Germany weathered this epidemic without any, without implementing any unusual measures. So they had monstrous, you know, they had death rates far higher than what we're seeing with COVID. And they managed to get through it with absolutely nothing. This whole thing with the with the mask, the lockdowns, and everything else was all uh, put together and proposed as a method to destroy the economy. In the U.S., it was used primarily to get rid of Trump. Around the world, it was used primarily just to get more power over their people. And you know, people are starting to just push back from it now. They're getting sick of it. And that's the whole thing. Is you know. There's never been any reason to justify the things that have been done, uh, not just here in the U.S., but around the world with all these lockdowns and face mask mandates and all this other crap. It was all smoke and mirrors perpetrated by the government and supported by the uh, lamestream news. And hopefully when Trump comes back, all of this mess, you know, Fauci and Gates should be locked up. And uh, all this mess will be straightened out. The truth will be made known, uh, not just about all the, the other things, uh, but exactly what happened with COVID and how people were freaked out into believing all of this mess that was all a made-for-TV movie, basically. So, you know, that's... So, Sarge, you, you, you think that, you think that, um, that Trump, t- that his hands were tied while he was in office, that he... Or, or he had to let it play out to this point. But which one is it? Well, you know, it could be either at this point. You know, at, when with the COVID stuff, I honestly think he was caught on a. On a I, I've said this before. He was on a tsunami that he had to ride um, because there was such a um, monstrous wave of disinformation put out by the the medical community, big pharma, um, the Democrats, the lamestream media, the whole shooting match that, you know, it was like he was the one person that if he if he knew the complete truth and tried to tell people, it would just be that much more that these people would jump on. Oh, yeah, there we go. You know, everybody knows that this is a killer thing and he's trying to say it's no big deal. You know, when he when he basically made the statement that it would go away on its own. Oh, my gosh, everything went nuts. All the talking heads went berserk, you know, anything like that. They'll take it and blow it so far out of proportion that there was no way he could, even if he knew the complete truth, that he could have told people um, and had it had any effect at all because it was one guy versus all of the media, all of the, the both political parties, the whole shooting match. It would have been impossible, and it would have made him look even, you know, dumber than they have already. And uh, so I, I think yeah, that's a big part I of it. But he may have had to let it go, too, because, you know, and that's the thing that if he did, he really hated it because he loves the American people. He doesn't want to see people dying. 
course, the other side can care less how many people have to die as long as they get what they want. And that's the big difference. You know, when you have the good guy who's bound by um, certain moral constraints and then you have all the bad guys surrounding him that have absolutely no, no moral background at all, they do whatever they can to justify the, the outcome. And because of that, you know, if, if he had to allow this to play out, I know he had to allow a lot of the other things to play out, like the election and that kind of stuff. But <laughs> I honestly think in this case, um, he was stuck on a leaf he had to ride. You know, that's, that's my opinion. Uh, you know, I could be way off, could be totally wrong, but that's what I'm guessing at this point. Yeah, and then you've got, you know, you got guys like Dane Wigington out there who are saying, well, you know, this is really all about, you know, uh, planet resources. You know, it, it, the fact is that they're running out. And, you know, and you start, you start throwing that argument into it and you start going, well, you know, I mean, if, if this whole reset thing and this depopulation thing is all about the fact that the planet's running out of resources, well, then... That's absolutely. You know, cool. that's the big elephant in the room, isn't it? I mean, we are not running out of resources. They're mismanaged, but we're not running out. Um, you know, the big problem is, is you know, they they call, they call about world hunger. You know, every every belly in the world could be full today if it wasn't for the corruption at the upper levels. You know, we send all kinds of money and food and stuff to other countries, and instead of it going to the people that need it. It's all hoarded by the people at the top, and they sit on their mountain of stuff that they can use to get the you know garner power. But um, you know we've got all the resources we need and more. You know the entire population of the world could fit in the state of Texas with room to spare. You know, and the rest of the world could by itself with nothing but the critters, and nobody seems to understand that. You know we have no effect virtually at all on on the so-called global warming issue. That's a big farce. And, you know, it's all kinds of made up to just fool people that don't want to take the time to do the research on their own. But, um, you know, the, the capabilities of just the American farmer could, far, could feed the world uh, all by what's, what's produced in this country and still have plenty left over if it wasn't for government regulation and government corruption. You know, hopefully we'll see a change. And I think that's the point that I'm... Yeah, that's the point I'm making, though, isn't it? I mean, you know, when I say red pill, blue pill, I, I think that's part of it. But I also think, though, that there's so much information now and there's so much spin put on all this stuff that, you know, I mean, when you say research, I mean, it, it's more than just listening to some talk show. Yeah, you, you know, know. <laughs> it, I mean, you've got to really dig to get to get to the truth anymore. You know, the thing is, is. The people that are pushing stuff, if you dig into their paperwork, read their stuff, you usually find the proof that what they're saying is absolutely reversed. You know, and the, you know, just like I just covered that thing from the CDC, they'll sit there and they'll tell you that you need to wear a face mask, you need to you know, wash your hands, you need to do this, you need to do that, cough into your sleeve. But at the same time, their own research says that what they're telling you is a flat-out blatant lie. And that's the case just about <laughs> you dig deep enough. If you look into the government situation, oh, we're all broke, we're all broke. But if you look into the comprehensive annual financial report of every location, locality, every state, every uh, the federal government, they've got money that they're sitting on that's just unbelievable. And nobody's broke. You know, even, even California and New York, 
they've just hidden it all so that they can take advantage of it. But they're on, on you know, the checkbook has got zeros. But when you look at the overall, you know, every all their assets, they're loaded. You know, and that's, again, mismanagement. Well, you would think so, right? Higher ups that are just covering everything. You, you, yeah, you would think they would be because, you know, I mean, look, California, $3.2 trillion economy, trillion with a T, right? New York, $1.5 trillion economy. Texas, $1.8 trillion economy. Yeah. Hey, these are nation states. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so, you know, I mean, wouldn't you think that, you know, with that big of an economy that, sure, they'd have money put away somewhere? Come on. If you, I guarantee you, if you go to the, I'm trying to remember, I think it's the state auditor's office. By law, they have to produce annual, um, comprehensive annual financial report. That is the complete set of books that says all the investments, everything. And I guarantee you, you'll find that even New York and, and California are in the black. They're probably sitting on billions, but they're, you know, they're not going to let it be you. You know, they can sit there and, and yet they, they have the audacity to call for bailouts, you know, yeah. and it's like, what? You know, what? What do you mean bailout? You don't need a bailout. Federal government to bail us out, especially now. You know, Pelosi's been trying to do it for months. But now if, if, if Biden is not removed, uh, you can bet that they'll be made whole, you know, by the federal government and the American taxpayer, which is absolute <laughs> criminal. Of course, everything they do is. But, yeah. You know, just one more and then they'll turn around and do the do it do it again they'll they'll turn around and, and run it into the ground again and ask for more yeah it's a it's just an endless cycle you know <laughs> they'll take the money and feed it off into their little things you know the the ones some of the ones that got me was the when uh, newsom out in california um made a deal with china to buy dollars worth of face masks and of course the product coming from china if you ever got it was toxic, cause cancer and everything else when people wore the things. And on top of that, probably half the money came back to Newsom in the form of kickbacks that they buried in other little places to support him and his family and everything else. And then, of course, Kemp and Georgia did the same thing. So it's all, you know, scams left and right. They're all going down big time for it. That's that's the one good thing about the computerized systems we have now is they can track all of that stuff. All the data, all the bank deposits and everything else, the money transfers, that they got them dead to rights. And uh, when it's all said and done, all those turkeys are going, we're going to have to be replacing, you know, like I said, the vast, probably 85% of Congress, uh, most of the, uh, you know, the state legislatures, you know, locals, there, there's probably dog catchers that are going to be arrested, <laughs> you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's probably dog catchers that are making three hundred thousand a year. <laughs> you know, uh, that's you know taking all books that the county buys and sells them off to their friends. You know, who knows what they're doing? But uh, yeah, it's yeah. like it's like the state I live in. You know, seventy-four billion dollar economy. They're looking at California and going, "And well, if I had your money, I'd burn mine." You know, yeah. kind of a thing. So yeah, that's crazy. But uh, hopefully, you know, the next several months, will be, this will all be coming to light. A lot of it will be happening very soon. You know, like I said, if it doesn't, it's because the military dropped the ball. And I don't see that happening. Um, like I said, when, when Kennedy was assassinated originally, 
there were like 200 generals back then that got together and decided that this was never going to happen again. And they have been, you know, of course, the generals have changed, but the numbers are pretty much the same. And they, you know, it was uh, about uh, 2014, 2015, somewhere around there, the military was getting ready to stay cool. And all you ever see is ask your doctor if it's right for you and me. So when you ask your doctor, what do you think he'll say? Of course it's right, you dummy. Let's get you hooked on it today. Wake up, you're being screwed. Pharmaceutical drug guys can be so rude. They don't care if you live or you die. Long as they get their piece of pie. Mm, my, my, my. And welcome back to the last segment of today's edition of Your DIY Health here on the Truth Frequency Radio Network. Uh, during the last segment, we were talking with Unplugged and having a great chat about all the stuff that's going on. Uh, I'll tell you what, it's one thing after another, but, um, you know, it is what it is. And we're just sort of plugging along. But, uh, he had to hop off, I guess. I don't know if he had to go walk the dog or something. He's, <laughs> he has things going on, too. Um, and I can't remember what we were talking about at the very end there. I was plugging around, checking other things during the show, and I should have made a note of it. But anyway, um, everything that's going on with the, uh, the election, and at this point, you know, <laughs> who knows what's really going on. Uh, from everything that uh, I, all the research I did yesterday and last night, uh, the contacts and the people that I've been checking up with, you know, the one guy in the UK who says he got the um, the entire video of the inauguration event at 1 a.m. or was it 7 a.m. his time locally, which was 1 a.m. our time. So basically 11 hours or 10 hours before it took place, it was already recorded um, and distributed to certain people, that tells me a lot. You know, they can create with, com- com- you know, CGI is what it's called, computer graphic, uh, um, something or other, computerized graphic uh, imagery, I think it is. They, in this day and age, it's so good that they can um, produce things that look extremely lifelike, like, oh, he uh, lost connection, uh, line dropped. Well, if you want to call back in, feel free. Um, who knows what we are watching when when he was sitting in the uh, Oval Office? He may have been. Then again, he might have been somewhere else. You know, Biden could be in uh, in custody right now, for all we know. Um, and everything that we've seen since yesterday morning could have all been produced in a computer. You know, it's they're that good. You know, I saw after the um, the deal at the on the sixth at the um, Capitol building, I saw an image of the all the 
you know, the perpetrators, the guy with the, you know, the bison head helmet, whatever it is with the horns and all that, uh, him and several others in a room that was a green screen. And basically it could have been computer graphics that, you know, they may have not have been in the white, in the Capitol building at all. It's hard to say what's real and what isn't anymore because the computer imagery is so good. Um, it's entirely possible that everything that we thought we saw yesterday was all made for TV movie and the people that, you know, the principals, uh, Biden and Harris and the rest were, are already in custody. Uh, when Joe Biden was appearing to be sitting in a, uh, at the resolute desk in the Oval Office, he may have been sitting, um, somewhere else in a, in a studio producing this junk. I don't know. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, what's real and what isn't. Um, but at this point, you know, the one thing I do know is that he was not elected. And because of that, everything that's happened in the last few days is fraudulent and, you know, for public consumption, basically. Uh, and oh, good. Unplugging his back. So, hey, <laughs> glad you got back in. Yeah, it's a much better connection, too. I think I had my Wi-Fi calling turned on. I don't know how it got turned on, but it did. But anyway, um, uh, I think it's a better connection now. <laughs> yeah, definitely. But, uh, yeah, you know, I saw this scenario the other day, Sarge, uh, along the lines of you were talking about, uh, I hate to say his name, but you were talking about Biden. But anyway, um, uh, it, it, uh, this scenario I saw was on uh, BitChute. I was watching uh, Max Egan. And he was talking about a scenario that was interesting. He said, well, what if they assassinate Biden, you know, and, uh, and yeah, they get Harris in there and then, you know, they get sympathy for the Bidens so he doesn't get prosecuted or, you know, uh, his son doesn't get prosecuted and all this and that. And uh, then they can take your guns and, you know, and on and on and on. And I thought, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't put it past them. That's <laughs> yeah, one of the things that was going through my head, you know, within the last couple of weeks was I said the perfect storm would be to, you know, have him inaugurated immediately have him shot um harris would take over the president that would give them just like you know back in 1968 you had kennedy assassinated in 63 you had bobby kennedy and uh, martin luther king jr assassinated in 68 and then we got the gun control act of 1968 which was all those things wrapped up oh we have to put more control on guns and it was just a, you know, a translation of the German 1938 Gun Control Act. And here they do the same thing here. And that would be the grounds to, uh, especially if you had a complete Democrat control of the House, the Senate and White House, um, they could run something like that through, and then just start attacking the Bill of Rights completely. Um, would not be surprised. That would be the perfect storm. But again, uh, thank goodness. Yeah, what? Trump and the generals were doing their thing, and as a result, uh, none of this is going to come out. And I, I just can't until the emergency alert system fires up and all the phones and all the TVs are taken over. Um, TVs will play one channel only worldwide and have all the information and all the evidence and the trials of what of these people. And uh, to see the list, you know, I hope Soros, Obama, uh, Clintons, I hope they're at the very top, <laughs> you know, and all their little minions. So, do, do you think they have a, do you think they have enough information now to be able to go go forward with it all? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, 
they have been gathering this stuff, you know, the, with the, with the NSA, especially, you know, for years, every single phone call, email, fax message, everything has been, you know, gathered and categorized. They have access to all that information. They have the servers that they got from Frankfurt, Germany, uh, from the election showing real time, you know, the, the votes that came in, uh, Trump had 80 million plus and about 400 electoral college votes as opposed to about 20 million or so for Biden. Um, you know, the election by itself, they got enough, but when it comes to all the other things, you know, with the pedophilia, the, the trafficking, uh, word has it that both, um, Jeffrey Epstein and JFK are both alive and, uh, JFK will have a part in the new, uh, administration and Epstein will be spilling his guts, you know, with basically that was his job to get dirt on every politician that he could. And uh, they've got him and all his information on all the pedophilia stuff. And that's where, you know, the vast majority of Congress is going to go down, not to mention, you know, Hollywood, um, you know, all the movers and shakers and power all over the world. Um, so it'll, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. And hopefully... Uh, they'll continue to find and rescue these children that were all, you know, taken from sex trafficking and slavery and stuff, uh, put an end to that. But um, I think they've got plenty. <laughs> you know, they've got more than enough to, you know, deal with every one of these turkeys. The information is going to be so overwhelming that even the most dyed-in-the-wool brainwashed idiot would have to believe it. Um and that's where the, the cognitive dissonance is really going to be bad because they're going to be, you know, no, I can't believe it. I can't accept it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, well, they tied that, uh, they tied that, uh, Da Vinci satellite stuff yeah. uh, into this, uh, in, into the Germany thing, uh, recently too. And, uh, you know, I, I can't help but think now, you know, I, I don't, I don't want to give uh, Q a bad name, but, I've, I've, you know, I've heard a lot of this stuff is coming from uh, QAnon. And, you know, I guess, you know, you either believe it or you don't, right? You either drink the Kool-Aid or you don't when it comes to QAnon. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, I, I, when it comes to QAnon, I keep thinking, you know, yeah, there's all this information being released, but yet none of it's been acted upon as of yet. And so, that's what, uh, you know, where, where QAnon starts losing credibility. Well, a lot of it, and the way I liken it is, it's like, a, you know, I'm a musician, or I used to be anyway. <laughs> um, uh, it's like a, <laughs> a symphony, and every note has to be played at exactly the right time and exactly the right levels, and everything has to be perfect for the symphony to play out and be, and be you know, good music. And that's what's happening here is there are so many little pieces to this puzzle that have to come in and be put in place at just the right time. And I haven't been a follower of Q per se, but I've seen some of the things that uh, put out and a lot of the stuff. I have a good friend who is a very close follower of them and uh, he's seen things that, you know, that they mentioned years and years ago that have come to fruition is like how the heck did they know that um and you know the other thing i was watching i saw a video of jerome corsi who i respect quite a bit and uh mm -hmm. he is a mm -hmm. the q is military intelligence uh close to trump 
and that, uh, the stuff they're putting out. Now there are other, there you know there could very well be uh, disinformation cues out there as well that are you know producing mm -hmm. stuff in, in the name of Q to try and confuse people and uh, you know that kind of stuff. That would not surprise me at all. Um, maybe maybe not, but um, I think we'll we'll know here when all this stuff plan plays out. But so far, you know, I'm more on the line. Like I said, I haven't been following it, but uh, from what I've heard, you know, I've, I'm, in I'm I'm inclined to believe that they're real. Uh, just question of who it is and that kind of thing, um, and the fact that things have gone silent for quite some time now, both on his standpoint, uh, you're not hearing a lot of anything out of Trump per se, um, because they basically have to let this stuff play out. They don't want to tip their hand. And um, that's why everybody's just left to kind of, you know, figure it out in their own heads to see what do you think is going to happen and how's it going to play out. But, um, you know, we just have to be patient and realize that this is something that they've been working on for decades. And because of that, yeah, uh, the ball and just walk away. March 20th was, uh, I guess, the next big date or something like that was March 20th. They keep talking about how you know um mark that's kind of like the 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 big date really um could you could you expound on that a little bit I, i'm a little bit fuzzy on that back in um i don't know about the 20th i haven't heard anything about that could be uh, like i said i'm i'm just only you know just on the surface some of the these different things i'm i'm just digging in here and there when i yeah. can and um I listened I right, right. last night that looked good, and I listened to it. It was an hour long late last night, and then finished it off this morning. It just was like, wow. Um, that's where I heard about the guy in the U.K. that got uh, the video of the transmission, you know, the uh, inauguration, you know, 10 hours before it happened. <laughs> that's pretty good. Oh, wow. Yeah, you know. But that, that's kind of like that, uh, kind of like that when you watch that movie JFK where the it was printed in the paper overseas before it was printed here or something like that, or before it even happened or something like that. Uh, uh, the, the, um, shoot the British, uh, B, uh BBC, uh, pretty, you know, talked about the building seven collapsing when it was still visible behind the reporter in the background, you know, they put the news out. Before <laughs> yeah. it uh, that's the kind of stuff that's been going on. Wow. And again, that leads you to wonder what's real and what isn't. Because, you know, he had the actual video of, you know, that everything that we saw yesterday we thought was live was actually pre-recorded and, and released to certain people 10 hours earlier. Um, that's, uh, that's pretty interesting. Um, and the accuracy, the, the ability with, the, you know, Hollyweird and their types, the computer technology they have in this day and age uh, to be able to produce something that it, it appears to be live TV and then you know, having control of a out there to be able to put the thing on the air and make people think it's live. And, you know, you would think that the, the news media, the networks that were putting it out would know, but did they, you know, that's the thing. Um, you just don't know what's going on and who's telling you the truth. But, um, you know, that's why I well, say I, be the, I I, vowed locked in a, in a cell and everything that we thought we saw yesterday was made for TV movie that he never got anywhere near the white house. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I vowed not to watch that, and so I, I, I kept it off my screen the entire day. Yeah. And uh, and but yet, you know, uh, at night when I turned my my TV on, I was, you know, they had this deal CNN, the inauguration of Joe Biden, and they just kept, you know, and it was like it ran for forever. And I just thought to myself, you know, come on now. I mean, really, you know, I mean, guys, nobody's watching this stuff. Nobody's mm-hmm. listening. Nobody cares. You know, well, that's the thing when, uh, you know, they're they're the left is having hissy fits and try and get all the uh alternative media shut down because they know you know they actually said it on tv last week yutzes was talking about how uh some of these online deals have more listenership than cnn has <laughs> as well you know, right. crap that people know isn't true you know why would they listen you know only just flat out brain dead kool-aid drinkers would be watching cnn and uh yeah, I, I think I equate CNN with the National Enquirer, and that's and that's giving kudos to the National Enquirer. <laughs> on, the, on the Enquirer, <laughs> you know, it's like uh, comparing uh, Kamala Harris to a to a jackass, and you know that's pretty nasty to the jackass. Exactly right. Yeah, I to me, she's like a she's like a barfly. You know, that's what she reminds me of. She reminds me of a barfly. Yeah. But anyway, the the cool thing is, you know, hopefully we'll get to know what actually happened here shortly. And uh, that's what I'm waiting on. I just I just know that what's there is not real. And uh, pretty soon reality is going to come to play. And all the, you know, scum that we've been complaining about for years are going to finally be dealt with. And that's what this is a culmination of this, you know, back when um, that's what I was talking about when, when Obama was still in office and the military was getting ready to pull a coup. To take him. And um, then they talked to Trump and decided that they'd hold off on Obama and do it straightforward, you know, just uh, let, let it play out constitutionally. And that's why he had to do everything he did and let things happen the way they did. They knew that the election was going to be rigged and stolen, you know, they set traps for them so they'd have all the evidence. And of course, every step of the way, uh, the idiots just walked right into the traps. And, you know, Trump is a genius. He's always been a, a Sun Tzu art of war kind of guy, you know, always appeared to be weak when you're strong, um, you know, appeared to just to be about broken when you're actually the strongest and uh, that kind of thing. And it's just, um, you know, it's all going to show up here shortly. And uh, it, people are going to be flat out amazed at the uh, the game that was played and how it was played. Like I said, they play checkers and he plays 3D chess. And he's so many moves ahead of them. And they're just too stupid. They just keep doing the same thing over and over and, you know, losing every time. Uh, it's just an act of the way those idiots are. But, um, you know, well, I'm looking see forward. I people got depressed, though. Oh yeah, you know I I yeah. I, I, I can see why you know I mean you know especially you know considering the fact that you know look who they put in office I mean my gosh you know the guy's ready for the coffin for crying out loud you know you 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 put him you put him in office and and the people are going what have we done here what are we doing as a as a nation you know it's just you know it makes you lose faith oh yeah and you know every step of the way. First, you know, don't worry, the election, you know, he's going to win by a landslide. And then, of course, all the things were changed at four o'clock in the morning 
And then, well, don't worry because the uh, the guys will do the right thing in in Georgia, and we don't have to worry. We'll get Republicans elected, and that didn't happen. Of course, they use the same machines to steal it the same way, and they've got all that information. But then, on top of that, oh well, don't worry because you know when when it comes time for the uh, the vote of the or this opening and counting of the uh, electoral college ballots. Uh, Trump or Pike, Pike and Pence will stand up and say, well, these the, these valids are ineligible. We're going to kick them out, and that will give the win to Trump. And, of course, that didn't happen. Every step of the way, you know, as Lucy keep pulling the football out from Charlie Brown, and um, we get to the point where now uh, the other day everybody said, well, popcorn day is Tuesday. So everybody's sitting there waiting for everything to happen, and they think, well, okay, great. You're going to see the National Guard or the Marines come down the door after Biden and put the you know habeas grabius on him. And when that didn't happen, it's like, oh, no. <laughs> the bottom fell out, and everybody stumbled. <laughs> right. You know, I, uh, I had uh, talked to a lady at church the other day. She was really despondent. I said, don't worry. Things are going to be better. You know, From what I'm hearing, you know, Monday or Tuesday, things should turn around. She came to me last night with all looked like a whooped puppy. Did you lie to me? <laughs> and I said, well, I <laughs> see the inside of the Oval Office, but trust me, things are going to get better here soon. So, you know, it's, it's like the, the folks that, you know, don't have connections and are just sitting there wondering what's going on and watching their country slip from their grasp. I mean, they are literally, there are people out there that I wouldn't be surprised are either suicidal or just want to, you know, uh, grab their AR and charge, you know, Washington, D.C. one-handed or something. Um, and that's the thing. Oh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, they see the whole world collapsing around them. And uh, hopefully, you know, we'll be able well, to say. Well, when I looked at that. It's, it's not over. When I looked at that uh, that storming, storming of the Bastille, Sarge, I, I just sat there and I, and I said, you know what? I said, if you're going to do it, then do it. You know, do, do a complete job. You know, mm-hmm. don't, you know, don't, you know, don't half-ass it, you know, excuse my friend, oh, but, yeah, that's, but, you know, and, and, you know, it, it and was, that's the thing they didn't, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like, you know, if you're really going to do this, if you're really going to, you know, if you really want to turn it around, then you've got to, you've got to get in there and then you got to, then you got to get answers. Yeah. You know, the day's coming when that, you know, where that could, well, hopefully now it won't, but had things not been you know, had Biden actually been sworn in for real and this the bunch actually taken over, then the time would come where we would need to do that. And it would be justified, you know. And But the problem is, is most people are so brain dead and spoon fed that they can't see that, you know, what it was like 250 years ago when, you know, the founding fathers were considered to be the domestic terrorists of the day. Those are the guys that would have actually stormed the Capitol building and, you know, hung everybody inside. Um, that day is coming oh, yeah. if this doesn't pan out the way it's supposed to, which I'm, I'm confident that it will. Yeah, you know, because you, 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 can't, you can't push the people into a corner. You know, you just can't. And then, and then expect them to sit there and take it. You know, I mean, eventually, you know, you know, as well as I do, you know, people eventually will go, hey, look, you know, I, I'm not going to live in this upside down clown, clown world that you've tried to you know, to, to make a reality, you know, it, 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 it'll, it'll change and it'll probably change quick. Yeah. When, when he said that uh, when you make uh, you know, peaceful revolution impossible, you make violent revolution inevitable. And that's the situation that a lot of people thought they were in last week. Um, you know, 
they just had the pull the rug pulled out from under them every step of the way when we thought you know, okay the next thing good will prevail good will prevail good will prevail and it lost every single time it's like you know pretty soon if if the if the people in power don't get the job done then the folks that just wanted to be left alone are going to have to step and step up and get involved and um that's where a lot of people thought they were come yesterday afternoon. They said, man, we are going to have to go to war. Well, when the Democrats start to st- when the Democrats start to show themselves as as, uh, you know, uh, uh, dictators or uh, tyrannical, I think at that point, I mean, it's like, you know, game on. That, that's that's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I think at that point it's like, OK, you know, here we come you well, know, because there's yeah. no way that, that the, the people are going to put up with that. Yeah, well, the military now has to step up and and do something quickly. Otherwise, you are going to see the people out there that don't have connections that think we just royally got screwed yesterday. Those guys are going to be organizing, and they're going to be starting to make plans. And that's why the military's got to get get going and start making arrests and take over the broadcast system so they can let people know, you know, that don't worry, we got it, we got it handled. Just stay home. Don't bring your guns out. That's the last thing we need at this point. And just let them handle it. Because if they don't, we're going to see the the militias and folks, you know, fire up and, and hit the road. Um, and that would be a bad thing. Well, yeah, we, we can only hope. <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs> well, I hope the military will hop on board and finally, within the next day or so, trigger things and, and set the movement in motion so that we know that, you know, good is going to prevail and that uh, this whole thing was a made for tv movie so you know we'll have to wait and see how it yeah. all plays out, but uh it's going to be interesting no doubt well, about it. and well i know you're popcorn i know hand. you're getting close to the end of your show sarge so i'll uh I'll, I'll i'll get off here and and uh and uh let you carry on with the rest of your day uh thanks right. for the conversation i appreciate it yeah, join me at 1 p.m. Eastern for uh, we're going to have Mike Gaddy on. That'll be an interesting chat today. <laughs> That's for sure. But uh, okay, all yeah, right. catch you in a bit. Yeah, he's always fun to listen to. I like I, I like I like Mike Gaddy. He's a very knowledgeable man. I'm telling you what, that dude is amazing. He really is. And for those of you that uh, are not familiar with Mike, uh, Mike is a uh, constitutional scholar and a, and historian. And the guy is just amazing when it comes, you know, he has, you know, letters memorized and things that the founding fathers bring back and forth to each other. Uh, stuff that you never, ever dreamed of learning in history class in, in school. Uh, Mike has the information at the tip of his tongue and he'll be on with me at 1 p.m. Eastern an hour from now at, on People's Patriot Network, pptalk.com. Uh, go to my website, click the uh, radio shows tab, and scroll down a little bit, and you'll see the information on the shows. You just click the link to listen. Thanks, Ron.